Welcome aboard the National Football Show. It's your boy, Dan Cilio. Welcome aboard on this Tuesday afternoon. God, we have a lot to hit on. There is so much news. If you were an Eagle fan watching that football game last night between the Patriots and the Bills, I want you to do something for me. That's how you coach. That's how you tell an opponent. I'm lining up right here. And I'm kicking your ass for 60 minutes of football. There's nothing you can do about it. They threw the ball three times last night, did the Patriots. Was it sexy looking? Do you guys remember what I said yesterday to you? I said this yesterday to you. December football's ugly. That was a prime example of it. Bad weather. 50-mile gust. New England. Got to run the ball, folks. They looked at the Bills. And by the way, Sean McDermott, dude, what a jackass you looked like last night. Trying to say it wasn't coaching. Oh, you know what it was? It was coaching and they beat your ass. What did they run the same play 50 times? We're, we're running here. We don't think you can stop it. As a matter of fact, I know you can't. They went for 220 last night. That game was never in doubt. Hey, I know this. Guys, the New England Patriots may not be the most talented team in the NFL, but they're the toughest team in the NFL, and they're the most physical team. Eagle fans, that is exactly what your football team needs to look like every single time they step on a field. This is what we've been talking about. You're leading the NFL in rushing. You're the number one rushing attack in the league. 160 yards a game. You threw up 180 in the last game. Guys, we're so concerned about the passing game. You want to run the table, Eagle fans? Look like New England did last night. Look what New England did. They lined up and created an attitude. You've got the horses. You guys have the horses to run the table and win 10 games this year. But will you take a page out of what you saw last night? How many times have we had this conversation with Gary Cobb? Nick Sirianni struggles with situational play calling. There was no issue with that last night. You know, you had Peyton Manning and Eli Manning breaking down the game for ESPN last night. And guess what? Not a lot of passes. Oh, my God. And you know what else I loved? Did you hear what Peyton Manning said, too? Peyton Manning goes, I requested to try to talk to Mac Jones. The Patriots are the only team that are not allowing him to do press conferences and one-on-one with media this year. They said that's off the table. You know what Peyton said? He actually loved it because that's exactly what they did to him in Indianapolis. He didn't get a chance to talk to the media his rookie year. It was all about football. They weren't going to let him get into some mousetrap, say something dumb, look dumb in front. That wasn't going to work. It was 100% football. 
What a way to handle a rookie. Oh, and by the way, you're the best team in the AFC. That was slam dunk last night. What an absolutely spectacular performance. Some of you are going like this. Well, the owner of the Eagles wouldn't really like that. Who fucking cares? It's about managing first and second down. You got the horses up front to do it. When he eat that giant game, it bugs me. It bugs me more now because they should be north of 500. It bugs me. The worst play calling game of the year for Nick Sirianni was that giant game. Man, that giant game may cost you a playoff spot in the end. Okay? It may cost you a playoff spot. My God almighty. By the way, I'm going to get to all your thoughts, guys. I promise. You know how we run it. I want to get the topics out to you, and then we'll, we'll set the whole show up here a little bit here for you. By the way, Gary Cobb was on with us yesterday. He made a comment. And I kind of want to hit on this comment again. So are the Eagles concerned about the 2021 season, or are they concerned about the future of the football team? And the reason I bring this up because Nick Sirianni was emphatic. He was emphatic when they put Jalen in as the starter, no matter what it is against Washington. There was no question he was going back to Jalen Hurts. And I heard Barrett Brooks say Eagles would have put 50 on him. Okay. I don't know that to be a fact, but okay. Would they have played better? Maybe. I don't know. They sure look good with. Gardner Minshew throwing the ball. And that looked like a pro passing game. But you, you just don't know. So are they concerned about today? Or is this all about what they have to do going forward? And is this about maybe 2023? Because I say this to you, and I'm going to make the prediction. The Eagles will be better than the Cowboys in 2023. I'm, I'm convinced of that. All the draft choices and the salary cap space, I completely believe this. Also, here's where you are, Eagle fans, right now in the 2022 NFL Draft. Number 10, number 14, and number 20. That's the Colts pick. One more start, Carson Wentz makes that the 20th pick, and you'll have three ones. 11 picks in this upcoming draft and all the space that we think they're going to have, and especially if they end up getting rid of, say, Fletcher Cox. Build this team through the draft, right? Free agency shouldn't be a priority. And what I'm going to ask you is this. All right. Outside of the quarterback, let's take the quarterback conversation out of this. What are the top two priorities? that this upcoming draft has to solidify moving forward to make this team better. What are the two positions? All right. By the way, bottom of the hour from Fox Sports, Jimmy Johnson's going to join us. We're going to get his thoughts on if he believes that Jalen Hurts is a franchise quarterback. What would he do with all these draft commodities? Jimmy Johnson is the creator of the value chart. 
when it comes to draft choices. Jimmy built that dynasty. Is this a chance for the Eagles to build a dynasty here? Okay? Is this, is this the shot at building the dynasty? What would Jimmy do? Plus his thoughts on Kane's football. Obviously, Mario Cristobal was introduced today. Okay. Guys, I got a boatload of stuff to hit on. Just an absolute boatload of stuff. You know how we do this. You guys post. I read. You guys are a major part of this program. We thank you so much. Do me a favor too, guys. If you posted something, please repost it. Also hit the like button. Thank you so much. I can't thank you enough. And Xander and I love the fact that you guys just bang that thing out. Every day we're over 100 likes and we can't thank you enough. All right, let's move on here. And again, you know how it works. You guys add to the show and I appreciate everybody and all the new people that are coming aboard. That's how we do this, okay? Eastside Monster. What's up, Big Sills? Defense, defense, defense. When it comes to all these picks, somebody posted that it's not the 20th pick, it's the 17th pick. Okay, I'll take your word at it. Adams exploits safety and edge rusher. They don't draft a linebacker high. Paul says, ask Jimmy if we trade up for Thibodeau. Man, I love that kid from Oregon. He is some special player. I mean, he reminds me of the kid coming out of Penn State. Michael says, veteran wide out and free agency. Could that be a priority? But see something, Michael? What I don't want to do is I don't want to spend a lot of money on somebody like that. How you doing, Mike? Appreciate you coming to the program. We appreciate it. Colin, thank you very much for the support. Paul says, football poetry last night, written by William Belichick. Paul, spectacular. Wasn't that a unbelievably well-conceived game plan with simple-ass assets, and he knows what to do with it? You know what's great about Belichick? He knows who he is. Nick Sirianni's still trying to find out who he is. That was a Bill Belichick game plan to a T. Man, I'll tell you something. I've seen some of the best coaching. Bill Belichick should be the NFL coach of the year. I know Cliff Kingsbury's probably going to win it, but Belichick, this is his best coaching job. Is that fair? This is Belichick's best coaching job since he's been a New England Patriot. This is the best coaching job. Rookie quarterback, you're the best team in the AFC. I've never seen anything like it. Muhammad says, Dan, if we can build our defense with our O-line in a run game, we can win games with Hurts. I agree, Muhammad. If you act like what you saw last night. Veragna. Of course, it's about the you, baby. Here, over here, this one. Yeah, if you act like you did last night with what New England did. Muhammad says, Dan, you want to think about Pats and Bucks in the Super Bowl? Man, would that be something else? By the way, that's a different... New England team right now. The Bucs are not the team that beat them earlier in the year. I think that Patriots team, man, they're as physical as they could possibly get. So I ask you guys, you got three first-rounders. Not a quarterback conversation here today. What are those positions you need to fill? I'll tell you this. 
Are you good with your running back? Okay, are you good with the back? Rico says D-E and guard. I like the guard thought. And look what Rico's doing right there. He's taking a page out of last night. Hey, the Eagles are known for this now. D-line and O. You have the best O-line in the league. Act like it. Mike says, yes, I agree. Belichick has done way more than we expected, let alone get everybody with all the new players in line to start winning games and be physical like that. Mike, I'm telling you, man. Okay, after last year, I didn't know if Belichick was ever going to have a winning team again. Here he is. Lawrence says it's simple as this. The Eagles went out there in the playoffs. Yeah, but it's not that simple, Lawrence, because you got a play-calling guy who sometimes doesn't understand who he is. You are a bald-controlled football team. Act like it. Tone says linebacker, corner, on the other side of Slay, free and strong safety. Here, man, I think edge rusher, defensive tackle, and I do like the offensive line being retooled. Guys, you can't get enough offensive linemen. Keep drafting those positions. Birdman says trenches. Absolutely. Dude, stop building your football team with these perimeter picks. How about this? Wouldn't you feel better if you drafted a guy and he was a bust at the offensive line position than some sorry-ass wide receiver like Jalen Rager? Wouldn't you guys feel more comfortable? At least you went like this. Watch. At least you know there's a rhyme and reason you're doing this. Well, at least they're drafting the right position. That kid, Neil, is a great football player that played for Alabama. He's an Okeechobee kid from down in South Florida. How the fuck that kid got out of South Florida and not a Miami Hurricane, and he's a Bama guy. It shows you the greatness of Nick Saban. Don says, Dan, are you going with Mitchell or Jalen for the remainder of the season? Look, I think if you want to win ball games, I think you got to have a pro-style offense. But get this, this offense is set up more for Jalen. I said yesterday that I would probably go with the quarterback that makes it look like a pro offense. But you know what I would also say, too? Hey, man, run the ball. That New England game last night convinced me, man. Run the ball, dude. We, we're not that talented at the perimeter. If we had stud-wide receivers, I'd say go to Minshew. And, and again, I know you guys are going like this. Didn't you say yesterday that Gardner Minshew? I did, but after watching Belichick, it made me realize, wait a minute, what am I talking about here? This is who we are. Eastside Monster keeps bringing that great lineup. Rents dude, dude. Don, you're right. See this? Don? Don. New England embraces being a running team, right? Other teams in today's NFL, they fight it, don't they? They fight it, right? Kenny Pickett, Saban's at Fort Myers today. Great. Of course he is. Because Mario's home. He's got to get into Florida. Mario Cristobal's got connections all over southern, southern part of the state. Of course he's got to get down in there. 
That's not Manny Diaz any longer recruiting. That's Mario Cristobal who went to Columbus High School in South Florida and recruited for Alabama. Remember, he was the O-line coach. Okay? You're going to have to do some more recruiting against Mario. Mario's one of the top recruiters in the country. That's going to play a factor in Nick's talent going to Alabama. He's going to have to work harder. Mario made the lives of Dabo Sweeney and Kirby Smart and Nick Saban a little bit harder because he's recruited and worked with all those guys. He knows what's up. Absolutely, he's going to keep the homegrown talent. I'll tell you this here. Viraga, if Mario Cristobal keeps the local talent in South Florida, Miami will win a national championship again. Chuck it up, Sports Philly. Mac Jones only threw three passes last night. I know. And won the game, and now is completely in control of the AFC East. Dickerson and Malata are your version of Upshaw and Shell. Rico says our guards can't stay healthy. You imagine if you have a healthy offensive line, how much better that offense would be performing as well? Okay. Don says, line, boy, you guys really, I, I agree with you. Linebacker help needs to be addressed on the defensive football team. But I like defensive end. I'm okay with cornerback safety guys. Look at what the, Look at what Seattle did. So they made that move to bring in Adams. And it has been a colossal mistake. Look at all the first rounders they gave up for Adams. And they gave to the Jets. That was a horrible move for Seattle. Two bad moves for Seattle. Rashad Penny and that Adams trade. They gave up all those first rounders for a safety. And they paid him $20 million. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Lawrence says if Jalen beats Washington, Mitchu Mania's in the trash. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. Washington, do they have Dallas this week? Does Dallas play Washington this week? Oh, man. Don, man, Seattle just absolutely stepped on themselves with that whole scenario. Absolutely. Seattle trading center Max Unger for tight end Jimmy Graham, also a horrible deal. Oh, my God, absolutely. So, wait a minute. So, the Washington Redskins are playing the Cowboys this weekend, right? Washington's playing some pretty damn good football. Okay, I think it's six and a half points. Maybe four and a half points is the point spread. You know what the Vegas guys are saying? Vegas going like this. Washington, who was in the toilet a month ago, has now got that game. I think it's four and a half points. I think the point spread. Muhammad, if Washington beats the Dallas Cowboys, you're back in a conversation if you take care of business beating Washington coming out of the bye. Okay? I told, didn't I? Hey, guys, didn't I tell you this a couple weeks ago? Watch out for Washington. They're coming on. And you need Washington to win and win big. And they have been. This guy, Tyler Heineke, man, is a good football player. They may have their guy right there. Did he go to Old Dominion or something like that? I think he's somewhere in that neck of the woods. I thought he was an old D guy. I mean, I, I, I never heard of the kid. Muhammad says that the Eagles have to sweep Washington. You do. 
You do for sure, okay? You know, that whole thing about building for the future, how he's trying to do it on the fly, and he's kind of wobbling in the direction that it's working, okay? I don't know that, Lawrence, if the game is in Dallas or not. Don, Washington is dangerous because they're running the football, and even without Chase Young, they're still getting to the quarterback. Okay, no doubt. I think Washington, hey, didn't Washington beat the Buccaneers? That Washington team beat the Buccaneers who beat the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, let, let, let's, let's, let's not forget that. Dave says we are basically in the playoffs right now. We can't lose any more games. It, it's funny you would say that, Dave. You think 9-8 and eight doesn't get you in the postseason in the NFC? Probably not. Probably not 9-8 and eight gets you in because of the extra game being added. Muhammad says Dallas will lose Washington. I'll tell you the two teams that have really just turned this thing around have been the Patriots and the Washington Redskins. Washington, um, I agree with you, Mike. They're a weird team. You know, Tyler Heineke looks like he belongs some games, and some games you're like, holy cow, this guy, I mean, he, he just is all over the place. Don't you want Dallas to beat Washington? No. I'm trying to put myself in a position to win the NFC East if I'm the Eagles. How about the Dolphins, too? Colin, you're right, man. Hey, how about that since the trading deadline, too? Right? Since the trading deadline, Tua Tug of Viola has been playing his ass off. Jeremiah says that Pat's O-line just confirmed that I want O-line in this coming draft. Maybe third round at least. But we're getting older and injured up front. Especially if we keep hurts. Absolutely. Keep retooling that O-line, man. Offensive linemen are commodities like quarterbacks are. Can he pick it? I think it'll be between three and maybe nine and eight teams for the seventh seed. I think so, too. I think, I think nine and eight is going to be a conversation. Thank you, Colin, for the um, clarification. David says, we need Dallas to beat Washington. and We must beat Washington both times. And guys, you know what that comes back to? It comes back to the fact that they dropped that Giants game. If they didn't drop that Giants game, you had a little bit more latitude. You know what I mean? I got a feeling that Giants game is going to come back to haunt the Eagles. I mean it. I think that thing comes back to haunt the Eagles, man. Okay, listen. We're going to talk to one of the greatest drafters and evaluators and I think one of the greatest analysts. He was just recently inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's my former coach at the University of Miami and with the Dallas Cowboys. We'll talk with Jimmy Johnson. Do me a favor, guys. Please hit the like button. We'll talk to Coach Johnson. Get back to your thoughts. You keep it right here on the National Football Show.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy Dan Celio. I just love that style of football that we saw last night with Belichick. And what made that style so good was that Belichick knows his football team and knows his roster. He constructed it. He drafted it. He recruited it. The type of coaches that can adapt from going from Tom Brady. Last night, they threw the ball three times, guys. That coaching clinic that they put on last night, that was a coaching clinic. That shows you the importance of having great coaching. That it shows you the importance of having a great coaching staff around you. Bill Belichick has the best coaching staff and the best system in place. Look how long it's taken him, not only just to build it, but to put that thing in place. You have to understand something. When these coaches go into these buildings, it's not just about Sundays or Saturdays. These coaches go in and they construct a staff. They get a personnel department together. They get a training staff together. 
weights and conditioning, all of this is under the guidance of a coach. So when you're talking about play calling guys, and there's there's no question, you know, I've I've talked to many people before that these are the best type of coaches. Now, Bill's more hands-on because Bill can't put the headsets down because he's a defensive-minded guy, and he always will be, because that's his DNA. But what you saw last night was on full display the the New England Patriot way. That's the Patriot way. This is what, you know what they did? They got the game film of the Buffalo Bills, and you know what they put together? They put together a game plan knowing that the weather was going to be the way it was. And you know what they did? Look, it's Buffalo. We're not going to throw the ball in this game. And the only time they did throw the ball, get this, when the wind was favoring them, all of that plays into situational play calling. All of that plays into playing field position. You can't make mistakes when your quarterback doesn't have the skill set of, say, a Patrick Mahomes or anybody of that ilk. You, you, you can't make mistakes in games. No turnovers, no pre-snap penalties. You can't have any of that stuff. You know, my former coach, Jimmy Johnson, used to say this to us. Guys, it's not about the spectacular plays that you make. It's about not making that dumb mistake. Don't be the dummy out there that makes the mistake that costs you the game. He loved consistent football players, guys who loved the game, guys who were smart, guys had that passion, all it mattered to them. That's exactly what it was about. So last night, that display, I'm telling you guys, if you are the Philadelphia Eagles, you need to take that game film and you need to start constructing your game plan exactly to the way that thing was set up last night. That was a thing of beauty. You know, he's had a couple of those games this year, Belichick. I'll, I'll say it one more time to you. I think Bill has put himself in contention for the NFL Coach of the Year award. I mean, that was just so brilliantly done last night. Gets a rookie quarterback. And by the way, you know what everyone was saying at the beginning of the year? Putting Mac Jones in there was going to cost him a couple games. Let's see if they're going to be competitive. He's going to go with a rookie. That was a thing of art last night. It really was. And to see the Patriot way on display last night, special teams, defense, no pre-snap penalties, situational play calling, they managed first and second down like nobody I've seen all year. Threw the ball three times. I tell you, he reminds me so much of Coach Johnson and how situational things always seemingly play out. Remember, like I said to you guys, my coach always told me this. It's not about making spectacular plays in games. It's about not making that one screw-up play that cost you a championship or cost you a moment where you can seize a game. And with that being said, I got to tell you, I think he and I are pretty happy today. I want to bring my friend on, Coach Jimmy Johnson. And I got to tell you, Coach, I, I, I tweeted this out earlier, folks. Go over to at Dan Cilio's show. I said, so wait a minute. Cristobal's getting eight. He's getting $80 million. And hey, hang on here now. Lincoln Riley's getting 113. And okay. And Brian Kelly's getting 85. And I said, what would Coach Johnson be worth today? 
I don't know, Coach. They may have to make a wing down at the U for you. <laughs> well, if I was about 20 years younger, uh, Dan, maybe I'd be fine. But at this stage, just a little bit of fishing and a little bit of Fox NFL Sunday, and I'm fine. I know you are, Coach. Coach, let me throw this at you here. You told me this a long time ago. And one thing that has totally panned out on what you have said, you always said this, a true success of a coach, and I posted that picture of your coaching staff, Mario, Lincoln Riley, Brian Kelly, and I thought it told me a lot about no assistant coaches going with Brian Kelly to LSU. I, I thought that said a lot to me. Coach, how important is it for Mario to be able to build a coaching staff and to get those guys right moving forward to rebuild that program? Well, you know, really, uh, as you know, we had some great coaches on our staff at University of Miami and with the Dallas Cowboys. I had, you know, five or six of them went on to be NFL head coaches. And then Tommy Tupperville, he was a you know a head coach in college. But, uh, you know, everybody from Chuck Pagano to Dave Wonset to Butch Davis, uh, I mean, you know, you know all of them uh, really contributed. So, uh, you know, you've got to have great assistant coaches now. You know, they don't necessarily be, need to be head coaches, you know, prior to you bringing them in, but you develop them to where they uh, can be a head coach. I tell everybody, so a senator from Alabama used to do bed checks with me and a former head coach of the Colts, Tommy Tuberville, and Chuck Pagano used to do bed checks. And these guys were doing bed checks for Coach Shots. <laughs> He's no senator, Coach. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, what does he know about politics, by the way? <laughs> coach, let's course, get into the – hey, Well, Dan, I don't know some of those politicians. I don't know if they know anything about anything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> for damn sure. Coach, let's get into the Eagles. Are you sold that Jalen Hurts is the future of the Philadelphia Eagles? I, you know, I like Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, obviously their style of play, running the football, you know, fits him. Uh, but if I was Philadelphia with all of those draft picks, I'd be looking at another quarterback, you know, at least in the second and third round to develop. You know, because Jalen Hurts, you know, as much as he runs the football, he's going to get hurt. And uh, so I think they need to have a good young quarterback that fits more of the pro style as far as throwing the football. Now, Minshew uh, did an outstanding job the other day. You know, I'm surprised that, you know, Jacksonville let him go for what they did. And, uh, I mean, he's a quality quarterback. He's as good a backup quarterback as there is in the league. So, Coach, would you agree, though, does that tell you something? He's only 25, like you said. Um, does that tell you that – for them to name Jalen Hurts coming out of the bye against Washington, Washington and Dallas have a big game this week. For them just to go ahead and name Jalen Hurts the starting quarterback, does that tell you that they're looking more at today? Or do you think they're still looking at the evaluation process for the future of the Eagles? Yeah, I, I think they've got to be looking. Uh, but, you know, with your starting quarterback, you, you want to go ahead and, you know, be all in on him. You know, you know say, hey, Jalen Hurts is our guy. Uh, you don't want to be wishy-washy about it and, and really mess up his confidence. And so, uh, you know, I, I think it was important for them to say Jalen Hurts is our guy. But but by the same token, you know, I, I think they need to be looking or Minshew might be their guy. Coach, how about this? They have the 10, the 14, and the 17th pick in the upcoming NFL draft. 11 total picks and, Coach, they're going to be $50 million under the salary cap. That's what's being projected for Howie Roseman. 
How would you go about – they have the best offensive line, I think, in the NFL. They're number one in the run game. I think at 160 yards a game right now. I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty decent up front. Fletcher Cox is a little bit high-priced right now. Maybe you move him in the offseason for um, another pick or so. But how, how would you handle the upcoming offseason with all that commodity? Well, they've got to look at the age and the injury some of these players, too. Some of these players are quality players, but they've been hurt a lot. Uh, and, you know, that's the thing about it. You know, a guy can be a great player, but if he's never on the field, then he's not going to help you. Uh, so I think they need to be looking, uh, even though they've got some great line, you know, the offensive and the defensive line, uh, I, I don't think they can overlook that. You know, you know, really with all those picks, they just look at quality players, just upgrade the talent on their team. Uh, you know, you don't ever, you know, bypass a great player in the draft. Coach, are you sold on Dallas uh, still being a Super Bowl contending team? They've kind of wobbled a little bit over the last month and a half. Are you still sold? Uh, you know, right now, boy, this, this year has been crazy. Some of the teams that have said, Hey, you know, for sure that team, you know, they've got it. You know, then they go out and lose. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know that anybody's been really consistent. You know, Tampa Bay, uh, they have been fairly consistent, you know, and long as, you know, Brady, Brady doesn't get hit a lot. And so, uh, they should be fine. They're getting their defensive players back. Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, they've got to be a factor. Uh, and then you look after that, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, uh, you know, the Rams, can they get it going? I don't know. They had a streak of three games. They looked ugly on offense and defense over, over in the AFC. Uh, I, I just don't think the, I love the Patriots. I love Bill Belichick. He's the best coach of all time. Uh, but I don't know offensively. I think they're going to run into a buzzsaw sometimes when they get into a hot Kansas city team or, you know, somebody that's going to score a bunch of points. Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be a problem for them. Couple last questions for you here, Coach. I want to, you know, for a guy that was involved in the personnel department and also in evaluating of the talent, I want to ask you about the Rams here. So, you know, prior to going into last week, for the last five years, Coach, Jared Goff had the Rams at seven and four. So they go out in the offseason, Les Need and Kevin Demoff, and they make the deal to get Matthew Stafford. They give up two ones and a three. I'm I'm thinking from you, I'm wondering, do you have buyer's remorse a little bit in the fact that you're in the same place where you were a year ago and you gave up the assets? I can't tell you when the Rams have another draft choice. I I, I don't know either. Them or the Lakers don't have any draft choices over the right. next couple of years. How, would you have buyer's remorse on this deal? Yeah, You know, the concern, you know, when they lost Robert Woods, they lost a lot. I don't think that – yeah, they they don't have a player that can replace Robert Woods. All the, you know, the blocking he did at wide receiver, the crossing routes, the tough routes, and, and so losing Robert Woods really hurt their team. The other thing is when you bring in some of these superstars, you know, it takes them a while to get a fit. You know, to uh, that you just can't plug them in, and all of a sudden, you know, they're playing great. So it's going to take a while for. Uh, Sean McVay to, to figure out what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, what they can do, what they can't do. Um, I, I think that they will be a factor. Now, they're not going to catch Arizona. Arizona's playing as well as anybody in the entire league. And so the Rams will have to do it on the road, uh, and they'll have to do it as a wild card because, like I said, Arizona's going to win that division. And, you, and Coach, I saw your comments on Sunday when – 
you were on the um, when you were with the guys and you were talking about Arizona and you named Chandler Jones, you named DeAndre Hopkins and all these guys and they got playmakers. But why is it so hard for all of us to say this? That team can win the Super Bowl. I mean, is it just because the experience factor, Coach, that they haven't been in that light and they haven't been in that moment that we're doing that? You know, but you know, some of their players have been in that. Yeah. Line. You know, some of their players, you know, have been on some quality teams. Uh, it's kind of what I said on Fox NFL Sunday. You know, Al Davis told me this. He said, "There are certain players. You know, they're role players. You know, they can make a first down for you, or they can make a tackle. But then there's other players. They win games for you. You know, they're going to get the strip sack. They're going to get the fumble recovery. They're going to get the interception. They're going to get the long run. They're going to get the long pass." You know, certain players win games. Well, Arizona's got a lot of those players on both sides of the ball. You know, and they've been able to win games and have the best record uh, without some of those players, with some of those players being hurt. When they get all those players healthy, all those playmakers, they're going to be hard to beat. And uh, like you say, some of them some of them are not that experienced as far as having playoff experience. Uh, but I think they've got so much talent. Uh, they're going to they're gonna have a shot to win it all. Coach, I just got a text message from Steve Wisniewski, and he wants to know why you traded him. <laughs> Who's that? Steve Wisniewski. He wants to know why you traded him. <laughs> you know, we actually had that trade done before I you know, was able to keep him. Al wanted Wisniewski. I wanted to trade down, get another pick, and take Daryl Johnson. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I, two of the regrets I had is, is not – keeping Wisniewski, and the other one is not taking Michael Strahan with a, a little bit higher pick in the second round. I wanted I wanted to bargain with Strahan. He played Texas Southern, and so, you know, as a small school, I thought I might get him with a late second. You know, New York jumped in front of me. Hey, Coach, uh, finally here, we'll throw this at you, too. Miami's a far cry and a far uh, stone throw right now from you battling it out for 300 grand with Tad Foot in it. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, I, I missed hey, that one, man. Battling it out for 300 grand with Tad Foot out of a contract out of, after the Fiesta Bowl. Now uh, they're giving $8 million out, right? <laughs> oh, please. I, that was a long time ago. <laughs> we had a pretty good run, though, Dan. You sure helped us, too. Hey, Coach, that was one of the greatest times of my life outside of my daughter being born, being a hurricane, and being one of your cranes. We all love you, man. I just can't tell you how much you mean to me. Thank you so much, uh, Coach. Uh, uh, Dan, I appreciate it. Like I've always said, that was the best five years of my life. I always said that until now. The best time <laughs> of my life is right now. Absolutely. Coach, thank you. Have a great broadcast this weekend. All right, All right, Dan. Good talking with you. You got it. That is my coach, Jimmy Johnson. I love playing for that man. I just love that man so much. Please do me a favor, guys. Hit the like button. Jimmy said he would draft a quarterback. Do you agree in Philadelphia? Keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. Dan Cilio. I want to thank Jimmy Johnson for coming aboard with us. By the way, please, guys, hit that like button. You were awesome. So far in this first hour, thank you again. We so appreciate the coach stepping in and giving us a little bit of his time today. Um, He made the comment he would go into the second or third round looking for a quarterback. He's not sold on Jalen Hurts. You know, what's funny about this conversation is that We've had a variety of takes on this. Trevor, thanks for coming aboard, big buddy. Trevor says, Eagles need a quarterback. If Wentz was not so mentally fragile, we would still have one, according to Hugh. Escape says, what's up, Sills? Colin Coward said the Eagles would be a team nobody wanted to face in the playoffs. Is And I'm assuming... Escape that you're talking with Jalen at the helm, right? Not Gardner Minshew. Yeah, because of what you saw last night, Escape, that football team can run the football. Okay? That team can run the football. By the way, isn't it cool to hear Jimmy Johnson say I was a major part of the Miami Hurricane success for him? I just realized that. Did he say that? Did I miss that? I, I, somebody just texted me. He goes, did Johnson just say that you were a major part 
of his five years at Miami? <laughs> I think he did say that, did he? Xander, he said that, right? Birdman, he 100% said that. I, I, I mean, my, 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 my wife just said, my wife just texted me. He goes, did he say that? Wow. I was like, okay, <laughs> you and Jerome, Paul, they, hey, Jerome, but Paul, it always goes back to JP though, doesn't it, man? Hey, it, hey, you know what? It, 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 I, sometimes Paul in the conversation with Jerome, I feel like the girl who married like a billionaire and I added like $10 into the, uh, bank account, <laughs> right? You know, Hey, we're billionaires. How much did you bring in? 10 bucks. How much did he bring in? 10 billion. <laughs> Rico, thank you. I thought it was a great compliment. Then again, he's always complimentary of me. I love him. I love playing for the guy too. I was a headache. I won't lie. And everyone knows it. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Really? Okay. Chalk it up sports Philly. This is very unphilly like, isn't it? You're a humble guy, Sills. That's why you didn't. I didn't, I didn't notice, but hey. One thing you can't do in Philly, watch this. Yeah, man. Jimmy Johnson just said that, you know, I was a major part of the football team's success, and it was me and fuck everyone else. You know, I mean, people are going to start going like this. Sills, relax. Easy guy. <laughs> e -e easy. Okay, e easy. <laughs> Calm down, kid. Okay. Don't get yourself like, oh, Duke Ben. Wait a minute. This has got to come in from Xander. Quit, quit, quit tooting your horn, dog. <laughs> now I feel better. Why do I, why do I feel better? Do you know, this is why I have a wife of 33 years. Because he, he, he'll be a typical conversation, guys, in the Cilio house. So what's for dinner? Whatever I'm making. I mean, my aunt has to ask me sometimes, are you eating tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Does it look like I've missed any meals? I mean, Big Seals isn't on a slim diet right here. I don't. <laughs> and if you don't like it, you don't have to eat it. <laughs> what do we have tonight? Anything you're making, dear? Oh, no. Silly, I was completely. I... See, when you've been married for 33 years like myself, I've completely been beat down. I feel like the Jaguars. <laughs> I feel like the. No, no, no. Better yet, guys, I feel like a Jets fan. You're just never going to win. You're never going to win. Okay? Like, my daughter will go, hey, Dad, how do you think these pants fit on me? No way. No way. This is advice for young fathers. Don't ever answer a question when your daughter or your wife asks you how they look. Wonderful. Why are you saying that sarcastically? I'm not saying it anyway. Because as soon as you answer, there is no, there's just no, like, you know, there's, like, no answer. You look great. Why, you didn't think I looked great yesterday? Whew. I had just no winning. <laughs> okay, there's just no winning. Oh, hey, Jet fan, Texan fan. I don't know. Did you see David Culley's on the hot seat? Wow, that was really shitty. So you gave a guy a job without Deshaun Watson, and now Nick Casario, the general manager, says he's not commenting on the future of David Culley? How unfair and uncool is that? So you gave that guy the job just to give him a job to fire him in one year? That is so uncool. 
That is so uncool. Bobby Murphy says, yes, you're right. Hicks was a third-round pick. Philadelphia Eagles selected Hicks in the third, 84th overall in the 15 draft. Um, guys, no, you can't win, Don. Jimmy said that the Eagles should take a quarterback in the round second and third round. Do you agree? Man, coach is right to the point. Now, look, he says they have a lot of draft choices. He didn't say first round. He did say second and third. Xander, double check, but I thought I heard him say second and third. I don't think I heard him say first. Because if he said first, then he's completely not sold on Jalen. And, and see, Alexander, that's a that's exactly who. Who? Kenny Pickett? Okay. The kid rider from Cincinnati. Okay. I mean, who 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 are you looking at? Now I'll tell you something. Xander had a Xander had a point. You want me to tell you guys what he said? He thinks that the Eagles should just start collecting draft choices and get Bryce Young into 2023 draft. How about doing this, guys? Go with Jalen one more year. Take all three of those first rounders and trade out of the first round and get multiple first round picks for him in multiple drafts coming up. And so you would have assets to go forward knowing that this is not a strong quarterback draft coming up. I mean, I would say this. It's going to be deep in the O-line, and it's going to be deep at the wide receiver position. But those are a position that are not really a priority for the Eagles because if you're going to get a wideout, you are going to look for a veteran wideout in the free agent market. So would you do this, guys? How would you handle? You know, that was kind of part of the open. Let me go back over here. 10, 14. I wrote down 20. You guys are, some of you guys are saying 17. The Colts pick is 17, you're saying. Okay. Let's just say it's 17 here. 10, 14, and the 17th pick in the draft. Would you trade out of the first round? With two of those picks? Maybe get Thibodeau? What would be the philosophy moving forward to build a team? Coach Johnson is one of the greatest drafters of all time in NFL history. Okay? Trevor says, big sills. We do Jalen for another year. Okay. And he trade these picks, right? 12, 13, and 17. That's what we have? Okay, 12, 13. Let me write that down. 12, 13, and 17. 12, 13, and 17. I must have looked on a different draft tracker. 12, 13, and 17. Trade Fletcher, Brandon. Brooks trade to the first round and focus on defense. Carlos says, I agree. Anthony says, we need defensive picks right now. But if Hurts doesn't finish strong, he's gone. And he can't, again, you, you have the safety net in Gardner Minshew, don't you? Eagle Empire, trade two ones and second for Michael Thompson and use the last first rounder for defense. Man, I like that. I like that. I really do. I like that. I'm a big fan of trading down. Look at what the Cowboys did. They traded right into Parsons. 
They traded right into Parsons. Tyler Van Dyke, the kid at Miami, or Bryce Young. That kid Van Dyke has got an arm on him, man. He's a good-looking prospect. The more he played, the better he looked. Williams says, I would draft Lloyd, the Bama wideout. Dude, that kid Williams is spectacular. What's his name? Jason Williams? Well, Jalen Williams or something like that? God, he's good. And Alabama just got a ton of those guys, too. They he just got a ton of them. Birdman says, I don't know, Van Dyke, but Bryce Young is a stud. He is a stud. Jamison Williams, he was so great in that SEC title game. Shit, he was great in that Auburn um Iron Bowl game. Rico says. This draft has a lot of good defensive players in it. They do. That's why. And, and, and know this too, Rico. Here's the beautiful little secret about the draft. You rarely miss when you're down low in the draft. You miss when you're in the top 10. When you're in the bottom part of the draft, you rarely miss. Okay? Because their value picks down there. I was, I was, I was, I won't lie. I was a little bit shocked that Jimmy said, I'm not, he basically said, I'm drafting a quarterback no matter what happens. You saw his face too. He was like this. I don't know. He's one of the best talent evaluators there is. Okay. And he's like, I don't know. So I'm going there. So you guys are saying 12, 13, and 17. I'm saying this take two of those picks. Make a deal with a team that's desperate. Get yourself another draft choice. Okay, get yourself maybe a couple seconds, a couple ones. I mean, look, this this 12th pick in the draft here, take that 12th pick. Trade it. Get another first rounder for it. Okay, get another first rounder for that pick. You get another team's pick the following year. You might even get a compensation pick. Okay. Trade for Matt Ryan. What, what's Matt Ryan? 35, 36? Matt Ryan? But then again, guys, we're talking about trading for veteran quarterbacks now? Then Jalen doesn't have a job. Why would I keep him? Or maybe you're thinking about putting him in a draft package that you would make a a draft day trade using Jalen Hurts if Jalen Hurts guys do this would you think about this this is this is how you build dynasties you understand the Eagles are in a position to build a dynasty here with all these draft choices you understand this so Jalen Hurts ends up the season with 3,500 passing yards 950 rushing yards Say he's got 22 touchdowns to seven picks, 90 QB rating, which I think is spectacular for such a young player. Would you package him up on draft day? A one and Jalen to move up into the draft to get Thibodeau? And then 
you get yourself another draft choice for 2023 to potentially make a move to go get Bryce Young. Think about it for a minute. You trade Jalen and the 12th pick to the Lions, who had the number one pick in the – but then again, the Lions are going to take quarterback. They're not going to keep Jared Goff. So the Lions right now had the number one pick. Okay, it's the Lions. And I believe the Jags are too. Now, the Jags are the team to trade for and with because the Jags aren't – they're not getting near a quarterback. They're going to need defensive or offensive help. And they may draft that kid Neal number two because they need to get a tackle to protect Trevor Lawrence, right? Let's hit on this. I want to hit on this in the future of how we go forward with all this. Jimmy Johnson was spectacular. He said, I would take some of these trades and potential trades, and I would use some of the draft assets we have here to build this football team. All right, guys, do me a favor. Please hit that like button. We thank you so much. Again, you guys were spectacular. Hour two is coming up. We get right back to your takes. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. 
go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Cilio. I just saw Muhammad say he missed Jimmy Johnson in the last hour. Go back a little bit later on, Muhammad. It's there forever, man. Just go back and um, watch the show. By the way, guys, awesome first hour. Please hit the like button. We so appreciate it. By the way, Don H. Bryce Young has one more year, not two. He has one more year, okay? So the 2023 draft would be the draft that he could be selected in. By the way, I want to throw this out at you as well. I voted for Mel Tucker for the College Football Coach of the Year. If we trade down, I want two first-round picks for the next three years. We can turn three first-round draft choices into six over the next three years. That is exactly, David, my opinion. I completely think of that. Six first-rounders, 11 draft choices, $50 million under the salary cap. This is your chance to make yourself a dynasty here. There is not a general manager on the planet who would not rue the moment to be in this right here and being a Philadelphia Eagle. You have everything in front of you here. Money. The best running game in the league. That's a fact, by the way. That's not an opinion. Okay, that's that's a fact. Forte Time says Eagles would get away more penalties playing like that. I'm not sure what that, what, running the ball? Mad Hatter, that's exactly what this could be. You trade those first-round draft choices and turn them into six first-rounders, multiple picks, you'll own the NFL draft for the next two years. Rico says, who's your Heisman pick? Rico. You know that's a dumb question, but I love you because you're here. Come on, dude. Did you not watch the last two weeks? It's not the kid in Pittsburgh. Okay, come on, man. 98 yards to tie the Iron Bowl, win it in double OT, and then beat the piss out of Georgia in the SEC title game. Those were over 400 yards. Do you actually need to see anything else? Dave, thank you very much. Dave said, yeah, Jimmy Johnson was on earlier. And he said this, Dave. If he were in that Eagles front office, he would make a trade or he would use one of the assets that they have to take a quarterback in either round two or three. Matt Hatter, Dallas did that in the 90s. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson did that. In five years, do you know how many times Jimmy traded? 53 times. To this day, it's still a record. Five years, 53 trades Jimmy made. 53 to build that dynasty. To get Herschel Walker sent to Minnesota. To get all those assets. I mean, all of them. He built that football team through the draft. That's exactly what... 
Now, look, there was no cap then. So keeping the team together back then was easier. That's a fact. I mean, what Belichick is doing by retooling the team year in and year out, year in and year out, and you're still in contention 21 years, 22 years later, is a remarkable job by him on being able to manage the cap, evaluate talent, and win games. Those three things, it, it's why Jimmy said it too. He's the best coach in the history of the NFL. Escape says, imagine if we had dudes like Kelsey on defense. By the way, I want to throw this out too. Congratulations to Jason Kelsey on being named the Philadelphia Eagles Walter Payton Man of the Year. And why that matters to me, I knew I knew Walter and I knew his son, obviously, Jared Payton, who went to the University of Miami. And he pretty much is the caretaker of that award. And I sent Jared a nice text and I said, couldn't have a better guy from the Eagles and Jason Kelsey being the Eagles representative for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. This guy embodies Philadelphia. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't Kelsey remind you? Doesn't he remind you of like those old school Eagle guys back in the Vermeil days? Doesn't he remind you of that kind of guy? It's old school, hardcore guy. You know what I mean? Just, just, just an old school type player. You guys were telling me that he was a Hall of Fame player at the beginning of the year. You know, I didn't think so. Now, I'm, I, I don't know how he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. And Wick goes, I hope he has one more year left. Dude, Wick, this guy's playing like the all-pro center in the league. He is a beast, man. Dude, when he gets up into that second level and he scoops and slips up into the secondary, I'm watching a 12-year veteran guy running on that sweet toss. It's, it's, it's utterly remarkable. Utterly remarkable. Now, we were really hitting on something really great here. By the way, I still got a ton of stuff to hit on. Look at all this. We still got a ton of stuff to hit on. And we were talking about how you would handle the upcoming Eagle draft. Three ones. What, what, what were you guys telling me? 12, 13, and 17, right? Not a very strong draft class when it comes to quarterbacks coming up in this 2022, right? You got Gardner Minshew, and you saw what he could do versus the Jets. Jalen's playing for limited starts. I think he's playing pretty decent. Coach Johnson in the last hour said he would maybe make a pick at two and three, somewhere in there, second round, third round to bring in a quarterback in Philadelphia because he's not sold on Jalen. All right. You package Jalen up. And you take some of those first rounders. Or you keep Jalen and you take two of those three first round draft choices. And what you do is you trade out of the first. And as folks have been saying, what you do is you end up getting yourself Four first-round draft choices with two first-rounders. Common sense, right? You're going to want another one. So you surrender that, only drafting one time in the first round, but you're going to get four number-one draft choices because you've, you've kind of cut the pie in half. You imagine that? You'll have 11 draft choices next year, 
as of now, 50 under the cap, and you're going to have multiple first-round draft choices moving into the future. You're going to be better than the Cowboys by 2023, like I said, if you can do this right. And on top of this, your football team, according to Pro Football Focus, currently right now constructed the way it is, is the ninth best, ninth best roster in the NFL. How can you go wrong here? How can you go wrong? East Candom says, always draft a quarterback in late rounds. Kenny Pickett, can we trade Jalen to the Ravens for a kicker? <laughs> hey, a kicker? We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in like the free agent period. Andrew says, how he should copy Belichick and relinquish his draft responsibilities to his scouting personnel and concentrate on free agency signings and salary cap stuff. Dave says, that cap space and draft capital is crazy for the Eagles. As a Falcons fan, I'm freaking jealous. Dave, you know, I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this before where we're talking about a football team with this kind of assets moving forward to rebuild your team. You could build a dynasty here if you get it right. You imagine if you hit on all these draft choices like Jimmy did back in the day when he was constructing the Cowboys. Holy cow. You know, you, you, you know what? You, you're, you're, you're looking at Dallas right now, and you're going, well, they just signed Dak. Dak Prescott has made – do you know how much a difference I think Dak let, – let, let's ask this question. How much of a difference do you think Dak Prescott has made in the Cowboys' chances on being competitive for a Super Bowl spot over the next five years? I don't know they're competitive for a Super Bowl spot right now. They can't run the ball right now. They got Washington this weekend. Okay? Sean says, you have to go get Wilson. Our old line, Smith, veteran wide receiver, Goddard, Sanders. Would Russ say no? Good point. Good point. Know this, too. I think, Sean, you bring a great point up to any veteran quarterback. Here, do this, man. So if I was Russell Wilson, if I was Russell Wilson or I was Aaron Rodgers or I was Jimmy Garoppolo, anybody, any of these guys, and I saw how much draft capital and how much money and they had a running attack and – do you know what makes the Eagle job for quarterbacking better than the New York Giant job? What does New York have to offer that the Eagles can't? What? Madison Avenue? Who fucking cares about that? If you're a quarterback and you see that horrible old line in New York with the Giants, and then I turn around and I look at that old line in Philly, what am I going to be drawn to? New York? Players aren't drawn to that, guys. Guys, players aren't drawn to that any longer. You know, the Lakers used to always try to sell Sunset Strip to potential free agents. Dude, nobody cares about Sunset Strip. I can go see Sunset Strip in the offseason 
Or if I want to go to Madison Avenue and I want to go shopping with my girlfriend or such, I'll wait to the off season. I don't need New York to sit there and play in it. That was, those days of that stuff are over with. Aaron Rodgers is as big as a star as he is in Green Bay, one of the smallest cities in the United States, as he would be if he was in New York. Television makes it that way. You think anybody gives a shit that he's in Green Bay versus being in Manhattan? As a matter of fact, the Green Bay logo and the brand of the Green Bay Packers is right there on par with the Giants. When I think of greatness in the NFL, the Packers are one of those franchises. I look at the Giants, okay, yeah, sure, I agree. Understand, my uncle played there, I get it. But if I'm Russell Wilson and I see somebody says, oh, by the way, uh, of course my boy Krause hates uh, Russell Wilson. Muhammad says these guys can go anywhere with their money. That's right, man. David's like, Russell doesn't have a running game. David, that's why it's falling apart in Seattle. That's why it's never been the same since Marshawn Lynch left. They've never found the running attack that they've needed to keep that guy winning games. He's winning games because he's great. Oh, and by the way, I know he sucks this year. Guy missed five games because his hand had surgery, and he's coming off a 12-4 and season, but he sucks. I know. Chalk it up, Sports Philly. Selling free agent on location is overrated. Absolutely. And you know this. When an organization does that kind of stuff, chalk it up, Philly sports fan, you know they have nothing else. Muhammad, and I like Chris Carson. Didn't they get him in the latter rounds too? He wasn't a top, like, draft choice. That was a guy who really was a guy who really did some special stuff for them because he was a guy who was cheap. They didn't have to spend a lot of money. They wasted that first-round pick on Rashad Penny. He sucks. And they haven't cut him yet. There's a great Howie Roseman move in Seattle. Rashad Penny has been a bust in Seattle, but they keep him on the team because they drafted him in the first round. Just You might as well throw that money in a trash can and light it on fire. Oh, Cole says, Big Seals, I'm getting you a Jerome Brown throwback jersey. Don't wear it inside out. <laughs> well, it's got to be an eagle one. Okay, it's got to be an eagle one. Hey, guys, one thing. I, 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 I want to walk back on something that we said um, in the first hour, and I want to go back to it. Did you learn last night how to win ball games by Bill Belichick? Why in the world would Nick Sirianni go anywhere? Anywhere other than what you get this. You got to remember something on what Josh McDaniel did and Belichick and that offense. You had Brady throwing the football all around the yard for 20 years. They sat there and went like this. Okay. They went with philosophy after they identified their see. Can I tell you something, the difference between – this guys, follow me here. I got to write this down. Can I tell you the difference between the Philadelphia personnel and the Patriot personnel? Okay? What do you guys think the difference is? 
What do you think the difference is between what the Patriots have on their roster and what New England, the uh, Eagles have on their roster? What do you think the difference is? And how they've built this team. It's, it, I, I just realized it right now. Matt Hatter says coaching. Part of the equation of always going to be part of the equation. Ego. Okay. Ego. Howie's ego. Okay. One more, and then I'll hit on it. Oh, by the way, those two are great. Howie's ego. Coaching in New England, spectacular. Smarts and commitment. I love that. Watch this, guys. Don't you think, don't you think that in New England, when all the coaches are part of the drafting process, the head coach is part of the drafting process, and he's also part of constructing game plans. So know this. The head coach and the coaching staff know the players' strengths and weaknesses. They coach this kid every day. They see what he does and can't do every day. They know what buttons to push because the coaching staff is completely in charge of the personnel. How do you go from a Tom Brady? offense to a Mac Jones offense where you throw the ball three fucking times. There's only one way that works is if the coach in the room has complete autonomy on how to build the team. In Philly, the head coach is given a sheet every Thursday on who's available. There is the difference between the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles. You got too many Chiefs in the hen house. Too many roosters are in that hen house. Too many decision makers. It's got to be one dude. See, Belichick, he likes Mac Jones. He doesn't have to clear it with some fucking GM. Nick Sirianni has to clear it, doesn't he? What do you think? Howie? Howie's involved in this. Howie Roseman would never work in a place like New England because Belichick would never tolerate that. You guys are the personnel department. We handle football operations here. This whole thing is how we do it. That's exactly how it works and why that team wins. There's too many meddlers in Philly. Way too many. Okay? Way too many. Can't have that, man. By the way, coach is on the hot seat. I want to throw this out there. Oh, and I also want to throw some stuff on the Bills and Sean McDermott, that guy was a complete D-bag last night after the game. I don't know what he's talking about. He got a little butt hurt last night because he got ran over. There's no question he got ran over last night. By the way, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's Raiders in Kansas City. This is a huge game this weekend. 
How about two Rams and Cardinals? We're going to find out a little bit more about the Rams. That's going to be important. All right. We're going to get back to your thoughts. Guys, do me a favor. Please hit that like button. You guys have been spectacular, man. We'll be right back. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at mesalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Dan Celio. So, Sean McDermott last night got a little butthurt because his football team got steamrolled. <laughs> well, it's not a Belichick thing. Don't kid yourself. He threw the ball three times, dude. It is a Belichick thing. He's owned you and that Bills organization. You might as well take the pink slip out and give it to Bill Belichick because he's owned you since he's been coaching in that division. Whether it's Garoppolo... Jacoby Brissett, 
Matt Castle, Matt Jones, doesn't matter. He's owned you. And then you know what was the most embarrassing thing? Oh, by the way, that was an embarrassing game for the Bills. That's embarrassing. That's a game. Hey, watch this, guys. That's a game that you go back to your locker and you go, dude, they beat the shit out of us, man. You, you, you know, you know, what was the game that the Eagles ran the ball 247 on the ground? What was that game? I think it was the game prior to the Jet game when they went for 247 on the ground. Bro, when you do that to a football team and you're beating a team up, man, you're beating the team up. You're not winning a game. It ain't like a 27-20 game, the Saints game. That's right. That Dennis Allen team that was only surrendering 20, uh, 73 yards against the run, and the Eagles just ran them off the floor. When you do something like that to a football team, it's embarrassing. So what happens when a man gets embarrassed? Okay? He gets defensive, doesn't he? And that's what Sean McDermott did last night. Yeah, all those Bills Mafia guys crying last night. And you know what the crazy thing about a game and a performance like that by the Patriots? You can't do this. Well, the passing game just got to us. They made plays in the passing game. No, they didn't. They threw the ball three times. How many times did they run the same play at them? I mean, eventually. Do, do you know what? I, I compare this to what I saw last night with Patriots and Bills. It was almost like the Patriots – had the Bills with one hand tied behind their back, and they were just punching the Bills in the face, and the Bills refused to duck. They just refused, and they got beat up. They got beat up. See the guys walk out of the press conference, too? I mean, it was embarrassing. That's an embarrassing loss. You're going like this. Well, we only surrendered 14 points. Dude, surrender port. No, no, no. You surrender 222 yards on the ground. They fucking beat your face in. I mean, you got two black eyes coming out of that game. You're like Jesse Smollett. <laughs> yeah, but this wasn't a setup. <laughs> was it a hoax? <laughs> no, that wasn't a hoax last night. I could promise you that. That was a true ass kicking. Okay, you can't take that game to court. Well, that was a hoax. No, <laughs> no, I don't think so, kid. <laughs> I watched an ass beating. It was like when your dad took his belt out and beat your ass with it. That's what that thing was last night. <laughs> Holy cow. It wasn't a hoax. <laughs> no, that wasn't last night. No. Okay. Oh, God. Don't. Cole. Cole, look at what called Xander. Oh, Cole. Oh, Cole, you're an ass. <laughs> Stop doing that, man, because you know that aggravates me, that game. That giant game. Oh, my God. I can't get that giant game out of my fucking stomach. You had that guy, and you had that team on their back, and what did you do? You decided to throw the ball when last night was a prime example on how you beat teams up. Man. 
B says, so you're saying we don't need a five-star quarterback. Okay, let's take a look at that. Jason, Eagles forever, baby. I love it. Let's take a look at this. You think Nick Foles is a five-star athlete, five-star quarterback? Let me name a couple guys for you in the last 20 years. Nick Foles. Joe Flacco. Let's see. Brad Johnson. By the way, these are all Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. Can we count getting to the game? Colin Kaepernick. Let's see here. My goodness. You think Eli Manning's a five-star quarterback? I don't. Foles, Flacco, Brad Johnson, Colin Kaepernick, Eli. Look at these guys. These guys are dudes. So to answer, Jared Goff. Holy shit, the only thing good about Jared Goff is his smoking hot Sports Illustrated check. The Lions are going to be in the market for a quarterback. They're dumping that dude. Eagle Empire. Eli was a half a star. Dude, get this too. And he's beaten Brady twice, and he's the MVP in the Super Bowls twice, which is insane. Old Cole, you're right, man. Eli was stupid great in the playoffs. He was stupid great. Bia, right? Dude, even go back further. Jeff Hostedler, Jim Plunkett, right? My friend Joe Theismann. I don't know. I mean, how you look at Joe. What made your Eagle team spectacular when you guys were running through the NFC was your old line and your D-line. I, I, I'll never forget doing this and saying this. Eagles have the best tandem of offense and defensive line I've seen since the Steel Curtain. Guys, that 2000, would you agree with me? All football fans, would you guys agree with me? Doug Williams, good one, Paul. Would you guys agree with me that the Eagles, that 2017 offense and defensive line was probably the best lines that we've seen since the Steelers, and I'm talking the four and six Super Bowl Steelers, the Bradshaw and Mean Joe Green guys, okay? What is, Paul says, what's the best O-line ever? I, I, I think it's that Raider team with Upshaw and Shell and with Jim Otto on it. I mean, and then you had Henry Lawrence on the other side, who was a spectacular player. Man, that 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 Raider O line was awful good. Those guys were really a great offensive line. You know those Lawrence Taylor offensive lines that the Giants had on the other side of ball of the ball, Jimbo Elliott. They were really good. That was a good. The uh, Redskins when they had the Hogs, that was a good group. But you want to hear something crazy? I think only Russ Grimm. Off of that uh, Hogs offensive line, in my opinion, I think he's the only guy to make it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Hogs were great. Absolutely. Hogs were spectacular. They were just really, really great. Great, great, great. Great football team. 
Jim Lachey, he's not in the Hall of Fame, but I think he's in the College Football Hall of Fame. Those hogs were spectacular. Steelers, four out of five years, Super Bowl. Kenny Pickett, I think that, that that's the greatest. Well, I, I have to take that back because of what the Patriots did. But that's one of the greatest collection of football players of all time. I think 23 of those guys have Super Bowl uh, rings. And get this. Name me how many guys you think are going to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame from that dynasty in New England. I mean, right? Who's going to be? Maybe Vince Wolfert gets in. Okay, Gronk's going to get in. Brady's going to get in. Who else is going to get in? Okay, and I'm talking like true dudes that were Patriots. Randy Moss was kind of like a Reynolds dude. Is Richard Seymour going to get in? Probably. Okay? Probably. Hey, Bobby, great call. I forgot. Cowboy O-line was spectacular too. But I'm making the point here, this Eagle O-line we asked Gary Cobb that question. Go back and listen to that interview as well. That interview we did on uh, yesterday with him. And I asked him, I go, does this line remind you of that 17? Is it more talented than the 17? He goes, it's not as talented, but has more upside. Okay? Has more upside. David says, whatever happened to Alshon Jeffrey? Did he retire? He retired four years ago. Unfortunately, you had him in your locker room for those four years. Yeah. Okay. Paul, Milata, Dickerson, Kelsey. Hey, guys, would you think about drafting that center out of Iowa in the first round? Trevor, if you're still in here, give me the kid's name. I voted for him for... All-American and some uh, awards. That kid that um, is at Iowa, looks like, what is his name? Linderham? Linderbaum or something like that? Um, he, in my opinion, I think that's his name, somewhere like that. But the kid from Iowa, would you draft a center like that to replace Kelsey if Kelsey's going to end up calling it a career at the end of the year? I'm thinking that he's probably going to give the Eagles probably another you know, year, maybe a little heads up on what he's going to do. Chuck it up, Sports Philly. What's your thoughts on Mulata? After watching him this year so far, I would I would say this to you, that Mulata has the makings of being, do you guys remember Orlando, play, Orlando Pace? Lindenbaum, that's it. Bobby, He's. I, I think he's going to be a 12-year uh, center in the National Football League. I do. Dave says he's a little undersized. I'll have to check that out. I haven't really done my due diligence on him. But to talk about to talk about Malata, he reminds me of Orlando Pace. Orlando Pace was a gigantic dude, huge dude. And he was really an athletic guy, and he was a guy that could absolutely just move. Orlando Pace... I mean, Jonathan Ogden, Jonathan Ogden was a spectacular football player as well. Just really a fabulous football player. Yeah. So, by the way, I, I, I teased this a little bit. Guys, you know what? I don't think there's going to be really a lot of uh, football teams in the NFL that are going to be looking for coaches. Um, I think the Vikings are going to be in the hunt for a coach. I think Mike Zimmer gets fired at the end of the year. Mike Zimmer will have a job. He's a great defensive-minded guy. 
I think Matt Nagy is all but done in Chicago. Do we all agree? They're going to fire him probably at the end of the year. I think Joe Judge is done along with Dave Gettleman in New York. Got to find a new guy. Judge hasn't worked out. Isn't it funny that almost every single one of the Bill Belichick dudes have not panned out? And from what I'm hearing, this is very uncool and very unfair, but David Culley, Nick Casario wouldn't give any kind of uh, vote of confidence to David Culley who took that Texans job, knowing full well that they were going to be in the lurch all year long with Deshaun Watson. What kind of shitty job was that? So you hired a minority guy to look halfway decent, knowing full well you were going to make your decisions in the offseason on your future, finding a different coach. What were, you, what were you doing with this, David Culley? Did you think because you hired a black coach you were going to keep Deshaun Watson in Houston, and now that you figured that that's not going to be the way to do it, you're going to embarrass David Culley? That's really a shitty way of doing business. That's really a shitty way of doing business. Okay? It really is. I mean, got to be honest and upfront with people, man. Especially in a business like this. Paul says, who's better, Larry Allen or Malata? Paul, before you put Jordan Malata in Larry Allen's league, Larry Allen at 350 pounds ran a 4.8. Okay? Bench 705 and is easily the best O-lineman I've ever seen. And I've never seen a bigger human. A bigger human. By the way, I'd like to have Mike Zimmer as the Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator next year. Andrew Malata is going to be an Eagle great. How'd you guys like to have Mike Zimmer as your defensive coordinator next year? Chalk it up, Sports Philly. How do you embarrass David Culley like that? Jason says that Malata's a Pro Bowl this year. No, 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 no. No, he's not, Jason. Malata is the All-Pro this year. He's not just a Pro Bowler, dude. He's your All-Pro. Andrew says Larry Allen was fat, but not smelly fat. So he wasn't a slob. Oh, okay, I see. (laughs) (laughs) Malata's better than Allen? So you think Jordan Malata's a Hall of Famer right now, then? Yeah, man, I'm, he's going to be the All-Pro. Malata's going to be the All-Pro. He's a spectacular-looking talent. By the way, let's do this on the Bills. So the Bills are crying now, and and, and Sean McDermott's moaning. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. Was it, let's not go crazy here. It's not a Bill thing. Even though my guys got embarrassed a little bit. It was like a nun when she used to call my name over the intercom. Uh, Dan Chileo, please report to uh, Sister Marjorie Fisher's office. Ooh. I'd look around the room. I knew I was going to get the Whistler. You know what the Whistler is? She used to have a paddle named, and it had a name on it, the Whistler. The Whistler. Sister Marjorie Fish. She came from some detention center in Danbury. 
All of a sudden, this big chick walks in. She's a nun. <laughs> Sister Fish walks in. She's got her guns like this. Look, all bowed up like this. You dance, Leo. I was a sophomore. You didn't. You didn't get paddled after your sophomore year. Thank God. I would have left there with a lot of bruises. Did you wear your tie today? Uh, no. Yes, you did wear your tie. Where'd you wear it? I wore it around my head, Sister Fish. During communion? Yes, Sister Fish. Father Bob was handing out communion. I, I had my tie wrapped around my head. Is this some sort of like funny thing for you? No, Sister Fish, it's not. I want to know why you keep doing this. I, I, I don't know why this continues. I'm I, Maybe I need help. Oh, no, you don't. She goes, Here, here's Sister Fish. You're just a bullshit artist. I'm looking like this, Sister. She goes, oh, what? You think that I'm going to be soft or anything? I came from a jail. I was like this. Damn. <laughs> she brings his paddle out like this. See this thing? It said Whistler on it. It's like, yes, Sister Fish. It was like in a uh, violin case. You know, like the old gangsters? She opened up this violin case, and here came out the whistler. Assume the position. <laughs> Had to get motivated for this one, man. <laughs> now you know why Jimmy Johnson, I used to break his balls. I still do. Are you ready, kid? And she would do that, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is really frightening. Marjorie Fish. Here comes the whistler. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> yeah, Matt Hatter goes like this. Hey, it made you stronger. I don't know, man, but it made my ass hurt. Of course, they called my grandfather when I got home. Never learned. What a blank. You're too stupid to understand, aren't you? And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, why, why do you keep doing this with your tie? You were wearing sneakers too, right? Because we couldn't wear sneakers. Thank God they didn't make us wear the blazer. I never would have wore it. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Whistler. I, I, I do that in my sleep. <laughs> Guys, please hit the like button. I do want to hit on some of these games. Also, Washington and Dallas. That's a big game this weekend. Don't go to sleep on that. We'll hit on that. Please hit that like button. Thank you so much. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? 
I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show with really Neil on Rice. Yeah. Holy cow. Oh, and Timothy says uh, he's like, gee, Cilio. Never would have thought you would have ever been acting up or bad at Catholic school. Here, let me show you this. I always get asked some of the things that I have behind here. Here's my Stanford Catholic. God, is that thing old? Look at that. Okay. Look at that thing, man. It goes back a long way. Look at that thing. By the way, I had three NFL players on my roster. We won a state championship and three city titles, too. And I played against Steve Young in high school. Isn't that crazy? Look at that thing here. And you'll never believe what I found behind it. My kid set this up for me, behind me. This is one of my, my, my crowning achievements. Didi found this for me. This is a ballot for the Pro Bowl. Look who's on the ballot for the Pro Bowl. Does that say Big Sills down there? I made a Pro Bowl ballot. I really had a really good year. Let's see who the Eagle guys had. Philly had, oh my God, Jerome Brown. You guys remember Ken Clark? Mike Golick. Mike Pitts. Hey. Mike Pitts, who just passed away, man. He was such a good dude. Randy White was with the Cowboys. Who else was in the league at this time? 
Here, Cilio and Stensrud. Um, the Giants had Jim Burt. Look how many Canes guys. Chicago had William the Fridge Repair uh, Perry, Steve McMichael. Yeah, look at this Pro Bowl ballot. Pretty cool, huh? Go right here. That's a pretty cool deal, man. I don't even know where my daughter found this. Yeah, me bad at hey. hey. Eagle, I think Eric Allen was a little later. I don't think he was on that gang. Was he on Gang Green? Weren't 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 the, weren't the DBs? Maybe he was. Andre Waters. Who else was in that secondary? Was, was Eric Allen on that team with Jerome and Reggie? I, I don't remember. I don't remember if he was. Duck the nuns. Hugh. Hey, Hugh, I'll give you a real quick story before I talk um, Cowboys and Redskins. So I took my recruiting trip to Notre Dame, right? I took my recruiting trip to Notre Dame. I go there and, you know, Jerry Fouts goes, touch the rim. And I go like this. I'm not touching no fucking rim, dude. He goes, what do you mean? Hey, by the way, Seth Joyner's next Tuesday. He's confirmed next Tuesday. Um, Here, let me think. Did I keep the message? I got to send this. Maybe I got to send this to Xander. Yeah, here's Seth. Look at that there, uh, Xander. Seth down there at the bottom. Awesome. Be safe. He's in Puerto Vallarta. That's why he can't do it today. So I got Jimmy to do it. So Seth's going to come on next week. Just be patient. He goes like this. So um, what do you think about coming to Notre Dame? I'm like, I spent my entire life in Jesuit schools with the Whistler. Okay. Oh, Matt Hatter, he was on that team. I didn't know that. And um, I don't know, man, you know, going to Notre Dame, I don't know, man. What do you mean? You probably won't play until you're a senior anyway. And I went, well, fuck that. I'm not coming here. Well, they put me on a bus and sent me home. Nuns got all pissed off at me. They're Sister Fish. The Whistler didn't come out this time, though. Okay, but she's like, how come you don't want to go to Notre Dame? I go, because I want to win. They stunk then. We beat them 58-7. to Jerry Fouts' final game as the head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. You ready for this? We beat them 58-7 at the Orange Bowl. It's the worst beating Notre Dame's ever had. Beat them by 51 points. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson was on that team running the score up, man. It, we beat the shit. I come walking across the field. I go, hey, coach, I'm playing now. What's up, man? I'll come. Okay. You know, hey, Hugh, Jesse Smollett. <laughs> He's got a perfect defense, Hugh. Blame the system. Who cares if the facts are that he lied? One of them pinko liberal um, news outlets will start going, you know, he's got a point. He fucking lied. Oh, who cares? Eh, you know, we live in that world today. It's great when because Xander does this to me. Well, Silio, you're not a racist, really. <laughs> really, thank you. 
<laughs> What's all that shit being said about you on the, uh, well, you know, of course the internet with eggheads. Oh, cause you know what? They're so credible. You're, you've, you, you have all these guys that, you, oh, I know it doesn't really matter. This game this weekend, Juicy Smollett. It's like a Frenchman. Any Alexander is in that what Chappelle says? David Smollett. No, no. Right? Juicy Smollett. He's a Frenchman. Isn't that what Chappelle? I love Dave Chappelle too, by the way. He's brilliant. Dave Chappelle is so fucking great of a comedian. He's the best comedian since Richard Pryor. God, I love Dave Chappelle. Holy cow, is he great. I'd pay to see him. He is such a great comedian. Um, This Washington team, you're going to get the Cowboys a run for their money. They beat the Buccaneers. Hey, didn't they have a one-score game last year in that playoff game, that wild-card game in Washington? Didn't they have... Because remember something, the Buccaneers had to travel to Washington. Why? Because Washington was a division winner. Isn't that crazy? The Buccaneers were a wild card. That's why they got a lesser of a schedule. The Bucs were a wild card team. Okay? The, the Bucs were a Super Bowl wild card team. Jesse Smollier. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, who cares I hired two, two dudes to um, – you know, beat me up and smack me in the face. And I'm like this. That's kind of what the Bills did last night. They hired the Patriots to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> hey, Jesse Smollier, guess what, man? Your defense doesn't work in your 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 side, but it does. And, and it maybe doesn't work also with the Bills. The Bills signed up to get their ass kicked by Jesse Smollier's guys, <laughs> they, a.k.a. the Patriots. Woo. That was such a GOAT performance last night. This game, though, man, hey, guys, I'm flat out tell you, did you see his new show on Netflix? Chappelle is brilliant. Hey, I know, Jesse Smollett. Hey, he's got a great name for him, man. Oh, my God. Chappelle's the best there is. Oh, God, I love him. Oh, my God. He's so great. And he's funny. He doesn't give a shit. I loved him on Rogan, too. Okay? I, I loved I loved him on Rogan. He just starts talking shit to people. See him on Fearless with Jason Whitlock. You guys like Jason Whitlock? Jason's a friend. Let's see if we get, get his ass on here. Yeah. Hey, this is going to be a one-score football game, this Washington-Dallas game. And then get this, man. Let Washington beat the shit out of Dallas, and then you get them guys later in the year. You get Washington, too, coming out of the bye. Hey. Wick, Chappelle kills it. He does. Dude, I, I'm laying in bed sometimes, right? And I, I just, I'll, I'll just like look at what's going on with the headlines. And it's Chappelle, because I, I kind of like subscribe to his deal. And one of those clips come up. And I just watch it, man. I don't care what time it is. I love that dude. Chalk it up, Sports Philly. I'm good. Hey, chalk it up, Sports Philly, real quick. He says he doesn't like Whitlock's voice. 
My grandfather, when I got signed by the Cowboys, I got signed by Tom Landry. My grandfather had never heard Tom Landry's voice. And when he heard Tom Landry's voice, my grandfather goes, that guy's got a squeaky voice like that. Holy shit, I thought this guy had a big, tough guy voice. This guy's got a squeaky voice. Holy shit, what kind of voice is that? I was like, Dad, he's a really great coach. Grandpa, he's a really great coach. Anyway, hey, guys, you were spectacular. Thank you so much. Hey, if some of you missed the Jimmy Johnson interview that was in the first hour, Jimmy was spectacular, said some things about the draft picks and also Jalen. Talked a little bit about the University of Miami as well. So if you can go back in that first hour, please like the show. I know we'll get over 100. You guys were great as always. Uh, watch it, share it, spread the word, man. We really appreciate how the show is growing. I want to thank everybody for coming aboard. Till tomorrow, 4 to 6 Eastern time, we'll see you on the flip side. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.